welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and if you have a femtech idea or early stage startup, be sure to apply for the Guild Academy Femtech Edition, which is the first virtual femtech accelerator where we are bringing together the biggest names in femtech, including investors, doctors, successful femtech founders. You need to apply quickly, though, because applications close on September 18th. You can apply on our website, letsguildacademy.com backslash femtech. Alrighty, so in today's episode, it's a really, really fun interview. Y'all are going to love this. I interview Colleen Fisher-Tolley, a freelance writer in Canada who specializes in journalism around food and health. She wrote a series of articles this summer that I came across that really, really caught my attention. Colleen wrote about the effects in the history of cannabis on women's health and wellness. You will not believe how long the history is of women using marijuana to soothe their uterine pain. We speak about the science as to why that would help their uterus pain. Um, And now, you know, my question for y'all is, do you use marijuana for your, you know, lady issues, your pains? Um, Maybe your country is like Canada and super open about it. Maybe not. We want to hear from you. What's it like where you live? We're actually now in 45 countries. So tell us about your country and tell us about your personal experience around this. Hey, Colleen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brittany. Great to be here. I am so excited for our episode today because we're going to be talking about women and weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I saw your article a few weeks ago on women and weed, and I shared it on my LinkedIn, and it blew up. People were like, this is so cool. This is so interesting. And I told oh. my team, I was like, we have got to get this author on the show. So I am so grateful we snagged you. Because I think <laughs> the history of this is so fascinating. Um, and, you know, and I'm so excited for us to all learn about what the current state of, is for cannabis and women, you know, health. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I always tell my guests, if we run out of time, you're welcome to come back. There's there's no one and done. We're This podcast will hopefully live on forever. Uh, yes, let's right. start with your background. Our listeners love to learn about our guests, like personal background, not just your professional. So where are you from? What did you study? And then how did you end up writing about women's health and cannabis? Right. So, uh, you know, my professional background, uh, I was a magazine editor on uh, sort of women's um, service titles uh, in, in Canada, just outside Toronto. Um, so sort of the, the Canadian equivalent of good housekeeping and maybe Southern living. So 
I had been sort of writing and editing uh, women's health content for a number of years. And then uh, I became a freelance writer uh, about six years ago. And so I continued on with women's health and I also do food. Um, and then in 2017, I began uh, writing more in the cannabis space because uh, cannabis was... Um, about to become uh, federally legal in Canada. So uh, there was a lot to write about. Mm. Um, so this article was a natural progression of sort of all the work that I had been doing uh, in the years prior. Mm -hmm. And when did cannabis become legal in Canada? Uh, in October of 2018. Yeah. Got it. So and that was for recreational? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. recreationally. It was uh, approved for medical use. Um, I think one or two years prior mm -hmm. to that, um, but for recreational use. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And are you a cannabis user? Is that part of your motivation for writing about it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it became leaked uh, in 2017, I was pregnant with my second child. So no, like not until actually recently did I, you know, did I... Um, you know, have, uh, have some cannabis sort of at the end of the day, but, um, I also have a prescription, uh, for migraines. So I'm also a medical patient, mm. um, in addition to, uh, an occasional, uh, recreational user. So, Got yeah. it. And so cannabis helps with your migraines? Um, it, it does wow. to my, uh, absolute delight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was assigned the article, uh, I think at the end of 2019. And then I think I finally sort of pushed it at the door, uh, I think end of January in 2020. Awesome. Yeah. So it was recent. Yeah. Well, let's. Yeah. Yeah. Super recent. Let's dive yeah, into it. My favorite part about it was the history. So what is the history of marijuana, cannabis, CBD use for women's health? Right. So it's, uh, it, women have been using cannabis for their health for thousands and thousands of years. Um, the first recorded, and, and this is what, just what we know from what people have written down. Mm -hmm. Um, there are, there's a text from ancient Egypt, which is called the Ebers Papyrus, um, which is about 4,000 years old. Wow. And in there, um, Archaeologists, historians, I guess, uh, noticed that it specifically named cannabis for use in difficult childbirth and for uh, any pain related to uh, labor. Whoa. Yeah. So all the way back yeah. in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And even prior to that, um, it, there were some stone tablets and, and they, you see, language evolves and words evolve. Mm. So they're not quite sure if what the word this stone tablet was talking about with cannabis, <laughs> but they're pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, so even before then, um, yeah. So this ancient, ancient world was using cannabis for uh, specifically for labor pains in childbirth. Whoa. And so let's uh, talk about why cannabis would even be useful. I know I want to hear the rest of the timeline too, but let's, I just can't help myself. I got to know why is cannabis <laughs> useful for uterine pain at all? Right, right. So it turns out I, the entire body has cannabinoid receptors mm. and CBD is a cannabinoid in addition to THC. And there are actually over 100 cannabinoids in within cannabis, but oh. CBD, THC, those are the two main ones. Um, but it turns out that these receptors, there are a lot of them all over the uterus. So oh. when... The, 
the human body ingests cannabis through, you know, it could be, um, you know, you could inhale it, you could eat it, you, there are suppositories that you could have um, those cannabinoids kind of um, run up to those receptors and the human body uh, can, can intake all of those cannabinoids. And then from there, um, it helps with pain relief, muscle spasms. Um, you know, I, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, <laughs> according to what I've researched. Yeah. yeah. So that's why so well. Oh my goodness. What a blessing. Mother nature gave us <laughs> cannabinoid receptors yeah. in there because there's a lot of pain. The, the uterus oh. is like, you know, a content, an organ that leads to a lot of pain, <laughs> right? Oh, it's just all constant pain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And uh, I mean, from, from when you first get your period until menopause, you know, it's just this constant stream of, of monthly pain. Mm -hmm. and, and that's for a healthy uterus too. Um, yeah. You know, healthy. There, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep. yeah, there's like PCOS and fibroids and tumors and, and all kinds of things happen. Mm -hmm. So how wonderful that there is a, a plant, you know, that provides um, these cannabinoids that can really help. Yeah. All right, cool. Sorry, the scientist in me just had to ask you why it was useful at all for the uterus, if it was placebo effect or if there was actually receptors in there. So now we know there's actual receptors in there. So they're using cannabis back in Egypt there they think about 4,000 years ago for active childbirth um take us through the history then what other like time points do historians see like this potentially having been used as medicine for women right right well you know and again all we know is what was written down mm -hmm. um and much of women's medicine uh was not written down because we have herbalists and midwives and things, you know, uh -huh. so it gets a little tricky, but, um, yeah, as far as we know, um, in sort of medieval Europe, um, there were, uh, sort of salves and ointments that were put together for, um, you know, for, again, for labor, for pregnancy and, and, uh, and also for like swollen ankles. There was, uh, now, Hemp leaves uh, were uh, turned into some kind of a, an ointment mm -hmm. to put over like the swollen ankles of, you know, these oh. poor women who were pregnant, so maybe work in the fields. Uh, and then even, you know, and then if we go into um, sort of the Victorian era, mm -hmm. um, a lot of these doctors uh, went down into India where uh, sort of doctors from Europe uh, went down into India where... Um, it was very commonly used. Cannabis was commonly used again for uh, uterine pain and for childbirth. Um, and it was just folk medicine. Like they just knew what to do. And yeah. then these doctors, of course, wrote it down, <laughs> uh, brought it back up to their, you know, to where they were and then uh, published textbooks on it. Um, and then on really right up until prohibition in um, the early 1900s, cannabis was used and prescribed for things like periods and, um, um, even, uh, uh, nausea during pregnancy. Mm. Um, yeah, just about everything. Oh my goodness. And so yeah. prohibition happens and yes. it kind of falls off the radar for women. We, we go into like, well, you just have to deal with it kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, and they had other things, um, you know, sort of the medical community had other things yeah. that they wanted that they either 
workplace more effective or that, you know, I'm not sure really what the- <laughs> Appease the was. government <laughs> yeah, yeah, in terms yeah, of what they yeah, were allowed so. to give out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, where is CBD and, you know, marijuana use today for women's health? Because we are kind of coming into this new era, at least in the United States and Canada of recognizing that, hey, this is, we, the war on drugs was a failure and like we, marijuana should not be criminalized as intensely as it has, if at all. And so, you know, the United States, we're going state by state, they're making different rules, but let's talk about Canada since that's where you're at. What is the current state of women using cannabis for pain? Right. So um, a a lot of women are turning to cannabis for pain that they were, you know, maybe taking over the counter um, like Tylenol or Advil for, um, or maybe they've, they've not been taken seriously by, um, you know, the, the medical professionals that they've been using. So in Canada, we have a number of uh, cannabis clinics and you can, it's super easy to become a patient, um, and in fact, one of the cl- the clinic that I used to help me with this article, um, the the lead doctor said that it was kind of an accident. But now they've become uh, they're becoming known for treating women and treating women's health issues. And they didn't really realize what was happening. But I mean, as we know, women talk to other women, mm-hmm. and if they're going to help me, I'm going to tell them my friends, and then all my friends are going to go to the same clinic. So yeah. Wow. You know, that is such a femtech story because, you know, what we're noticing in women's health is that sometimes what's best for women is like a separate pipeline of services, right? So like, Mm -hmm. let's not, why do we have, you know, birthing happening in where sick people are, right? Like maybe birthing should be taken away from that and like happen (laughs) over here, right? Or like, why, you know, so we're realizing that there are certain things that, you know, we should have a specific uh, area. Moreover, it should be dynamic. So like Kind Body is a, is a femtech startup that they provide OB-GYN, wellness, nutrition, and fertility all in one place. You know, it's like all under one building because like they are all associated and you shouldn't have seven different doctors, seven different hospitals you're going to. So, so I hear that in this in terms of like medical marijuana for all these things, but then now they're like, oh wait, there's like this whole female section, there's whole woman section uh, with their pain and what they should be getting. And then also the referrals, you know, Femtech, I'm seeing it literally every week we're doing the show and I, I'm just seeing it time and time again that the what the Femtech companies that succeed have the best organic growth through referrals. When you help yes. a woman feel better, she tells her friends and the friends believe her. They believe her more than they believe a Facebook ad. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, you, you, you grow evangelists, I guess, you know, for your, for what you're doing. Do you think that you are an evangelist because of your CBD for uh, migraines? Well, I, (laughs) I ended up using the clinic that helped me with the article. Um, I don't even know if they know that it's me, but I'm the one that wrote the article. (laughs) But um, absolutely. I, I, I actually, with cannabis, there is still um, a level of stigma. So mm-hmm. when I actually became a patient, I tweeted out, um, you know, finally, I am a cannabis patient. And I actually had a bunch of my female friends direct message me over Twitter saying, oh, how does it work? Is it working? You know, can you tell me what are you doing? Yes. So yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes. And, um, you know, 
there could be placebo effect. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we can't discount that, but Mm -hmm. even another physician that I interviewed for a different story, you know, he said, what if it is placebo? Who cares? You know, if it's working, then that's, you know, I am a huge fan of placebo. I'm a huge (laughs) fan, honestly, because I, as a scientist, I know that it's real and it's not real in terms of like, I mean, it's, it, it's real in, in terms of you literally cure yourself <laughs> with your own mind. Yeah. So yeah. I love placebo effect. And in fact, I try to do placebo effect on myself all the time. Whenever I'm like, whenever I'm uh, sad, let's say, and my brain says, oh, I'm so sad. I'm like, don't say that because you'll, you are uh, in essence making it happen. Say you're, you know, yeah. like, opposite opposite you know like I am healthy I am strong I feel great you know because it's so powerful it's so powerful yeah Yeah. um what uh you know what do you think about the stigma of of cannabis do you think like in Canada it's going away or um is it you know who's holding on to it is it older people or what well I I would have so and again I mean I am in this space so Mm -hmm. I I have to watch myself that Mm -hmm. I assume that everybody's cool (laughs) although maybe I swing the other (laughs) maybe I swing the other way because uh I mean for example my uh you know my some my some of my conservative um family members um I just found out that they're growing their own plant in their backyard I'm like holy smokes you know yeah you can be surprised yeah yeah and then now that my you know extended family and friends they all know that I write in this space uh, quite a bit they're asking they're now asking me so what do I do and where do I go and and it's people that I wouldn't have expected Mm -hmm. um to ask me questions although you know I my my own mother who's like she's she's sort of cool but you know she's still pretty conservative (laughs) I I keep telling her that you know she just needs a cannabis topical for her arthritis for her knuckles but then she keeps saying but I don't want to get high and I'm like (laughs) okay so there's still that fear yeah there's a lot of education that has to happen right yeah 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 (laughs) yeah my dog's on CBD and um, I know he, I wish he was high. I wish he was more knocked out than the CBD provides. (laughs) Um, What was uh, the response you got from the women in weed article? Did you get a lot of women reaching out to you? Um, You know, I know you said you, you shared about your own experience, women reached out, but what about the women in weed article? Did people reach out to you after that? Um, Not, uh, I don't think, not that I can directly recall. Like I didn't get excessive, you know, emails. Mm. Um, I did read the comments on the article. You you really shouldn't read the comments. Never read the I comments. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And and honestly, most of them were like, "Wow, wow, I can't believe that." Or uh, one of them, I think, said, uh, "Yes, this all makes sense because yeah. it's helped me with you know X Y Z symptoms that I've been having." Um, and then I, I can see the social media tracking, um, through, Mm -hmm. um, my own portfolio and it's been shared over 7,000 times, you know, as as far as I can see. I'm one of them. I'm one of the shares. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing that. (laughs) Yes. Um, and then there was actually a term in your article. I wanted to just tap on real quick. It's called (laughs) organic mischief. What is organic mischief? Oh, you know, those Victorian doctors, <laughs> they're fun words. Uh, but essentially, yeah, organic mischief is just um, what they couldn't figure out. So fibroids, endometriosis, <laughs> polyps, you know, 
PCOS and cancer. I mean, I, I can just imagine these guys, and they're all guys, yeah. um, you know, with their Victorian mustaches, you know, maybe doing an autopsy and opening up a uterus and going, yikes, you know, and then just sort of closing it back up and just yeah. really not knowing. Um, so they just gave it this silly term. Organic mischief over, or is an overarching <laughs> term for anything that has to do with uterine pain. Got it. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, forgive me for being ignorant to history. How long ago was Victorian age okay so we're talking about the 1800s okay um yeah. like 200 yeah. years ago yeah. yeah 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 well you know that reminds me of um you know the clitoris the anatomy of it wasn't discovered till like 1997 like no one knew what Was it looked like uh-huh no one knew what it looked like until the 1990s when finally someone oh. was like we should look at what it looks like and turns out it looks way different than anyone thought yeah i did read that and it's it's massive it's, it's huge massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so oh that is that is yeah there's actually fun. nerve endings connected to the clitoris that go into your inner thigh and so like that's why you can get aroused from like having a massage on your inner thigh and it's like oh wow it makes sense organic mischief makes sense. organic mischief I can imagine, you know, like herbalists and midwives just like shaking their heads and being like, yeah, we knew that was there, whatever. So. Oh, man. Well, you know, let's, uh, let's just tap on, um, you know, we have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs um, and a lot of people that are interested in femtech and they're not sure um, what kind of career to take to empower women's health and wellness. And so, you know, I consider you as somebody who's working towards empowering women's health and wellness saying, Hey, you know, we have cannabinoid receptors in the uterus. This is why cannabis would help. Here's like the real life pain of women and how it can be, you know, assisted with this natural organic plant, all these things. And you're a freelance writer, right? You're not a scientist, you're not a doctor. And so, you know, do you, do you know of other careers that women uh, people can get into to empower women's health or do you think writing is a good one? Um, definitely writing is a good one because, mm -hmm. um, you know, you are given, you're given the honor of this platform to tell a lot of people, um, the, to tell a lot of people what isn't being talked about, mm. uh, you know, in, in conversations that are happening, you know, in people's homes and people's backyards. I mean, you, you have the ability to infiltrate, um, um, uh, just the, what the general public is thinking. Yes. Um, and so in that respect, you know, it's huge. Um, uh, another, another thing, people are doing um i can speak to in canada they are becoming um sort of cannabis uh information advocates Ooh. so they are working with clinics um and just uh sort of being that human face behind okay i'm going to explain everything to you in these very general terms mm -hmm. and again it's another communications role i guess that's sort of what i gravitate to yeah yeah um, but that's so important but, because there's so much crap yeah. information out there, especially for women's there. health. And so to be trained professional in disseminating information is absolutely required. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. But it's, it's certainly a, an honor. And I mean, you really have to do your legwork. Um, and a lot of media, they don't have uh, a fact checking department anymore. So, I mean, that's something that you have to really watch. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, for this article, I had to read about, uh, I don't know, a dozen books because again, the information that you get on the internet, uh-huh. another website has copied it and then another website has copied yeah. it. So, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, it, it, it's a bit of a haul, but um, you know, I'm, I'm hopelessly in love with writing. So <laughs> yeah, well, I, when I read your article, I was definitely like, this lady lives and breathes cannabis because like, <laughs> look at all this data, like, look at all this story, look at all of these things. Mm-hmm. And, and listeners, we will definitely put the link to the article in the show notes. Um, oh, it's so you. good. It is so fascinating. <laughs> it is so cool. It has you. great graphics. Um Really, really awesome stuff. Thank you so much for pioneering a, you know, quote unquote alternative to, you know, women being able to feel healthy and feel good and their pain is real. It should be believed. And um, it isn't necessarily always hormones that are going to fix them. And if they don't want to be on hormones, there are alternatives, you know, even if that means you might have to move to Toronto for now. Um, (laughs) It's not so bad here. (laughs) We actually have a ton of Canadian listeners. So shout out Canada. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for your time today, Colleen. I really appreciate it. And thank you for all you do for Femtech. Okay, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you for listening to my interview with Colleen Fisher Tully, a freelance writer in Canada. I had so much fun speaking with Colleen about the history of CBD in women's health, its use in women's health, and the current state of CBD use. Again, reach out and let us know what the policies are in your country and how you personally feel about it. Now remember, the Guild Academy Femtech Edition Accelerator that I mentioned in the beginning? Well, don't forget to apply, but if you have questions, let's say you have concerns, questions, you're like, wait, what is this all really about? Well, not to fret, tomorrow on Thursday, September 10th at 1 p.m. Central, we are hosting a town hall to answer all of your questions. Who's us? Well, Dr. Julie Hakeem, my business partner, and Coquette, the founder of the Guild, and myself. We will be available virtually September 10th, 1 p.m. Central Time. You can register for the event through our website at femtechfocus.org. The next major Femtech conference is the Women's Health Innovation Summit happening September 14th, 15th, 21st, and 22nd. Use promo code FEMTECHFOCUS, all one word, to get a percentage off your registration. Thank you for being an avid listener of the Femtech Focus podcast. Show us some love by following us on social media at Femtech Focus and subscribe to our super informative, really amazing, super cool looking newsletter. You can subscribe on our website, femtechfocus.org. Now until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.